First in the morning, SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Grutis. How many times have you heard people complaining about water issues in KwaZulu-Natal, and particularly after the flooding and the Human Rights Commission has been doing a big investigation? They were there in August last year. Their report is out now, and they find, for example, that uh, people in councils, municipalities, water authorities across the provinces just come up with across the province just came up with excuses and didn't actually address the problem. Also, they say that in many cases the water tank procurement systems being abused and if you have money and connections you're more likely to get water than people without which is completely the wrong way around isn't it Paveshri Pariachi is the acting provincial manager in KwaZulu-Natal for the South African Human Rights Commission Paveshri good morning thanks for your time good morning Stephen and good morning to the listeners where did you find the root problem was with water in KwaZulu-Natal who's failing is it councils is it other officials as well So in terms of our report, we've actually found that it is um, all the municipalities um, in KwaZulu-Natal, as well as the Water Services Authority, that have violated the right of residents um, to access clean drinking water. In some cases, and we must we must talk about this, there was the flooding, and we know that that was very difficult. The Tongat sewage works were washed away, things like that. Um, But despite the flooding, is it reasonable to expect that under these conditions, so long after the flooding, that actually um, water resource authorities and and councils would be able to deal with the problems and get water systems back up and running? I think the challenge and one of the very important things to note is that the challenges with access to water existed far long before the flooding and the the disasters that occurred in the province. Um, The province was not ready to effectively and deal um, in in a speedy responsive manner with the challenges that followed from the floods. So prior to the, the initial challenges, the municipalities and the provincial government was not adequately equipped there's been many issues that were raised and challenges by the municipalities relating to infrastructure challenges, lack of budgetary constraints to effect maintenance and repairs and so forth. And this has led to the collapse and the challenges that we just be seeing across the province. Um, so, I mean, the idea that someone is making money out of this, I mean, there's a huge issue here. Um, and there's sort of consistent claims that this happens in other places, that in fact, sometimes the water infrastructure is uh, deliberately damaged, is sabotaged by people connected with sort of tanker mafias. I mean, I never thought I'd see the day. Are you finding evidence that something like this is happening, that people are making money out of the water tanker system? Well, it is. It was one of the issues that were raised during our inquiry process in August last year, where submissions were made around uh, the water tankering services being uh, inefficient for one. Uh, but then there were allegations relating to uh, municipal officials um, having relations or in, uh, some sort of connections with the water tankering services and the provision thereof, either being involved in the companies that are outsourced to provide this um, service or this function. Um, and, and therefore, you found that uh, there was a collusion um, around this element. There were allegations even from complainants who came before the inquiry um, and some of the written submissions that the commission had received where complainants had gone so far to suggest that water tankering services do not actually reach their communities. Um, sometimes they are found or seen tankering services diverted to the homes of councillors, uh, senior politicians and so forth. I think there was a claim around Sikhla Zaglala when he was the Premier, if I remember. He denied it very strongly. Um, 
I hate to ask this question, uh, Paveshri. After your report and your findings and the public hearings and this interview, which everyone can listen to, do you think that the situation in KwaZulu-Natal is going to get any better? I think the challenge in KwaZulu-Natal is quite a colossal one. There is really a lot of work to be done. And because of the huge infrastructure-related challenges, it is not something that we can see uh, overnight changes. There are very long-term issues for the Commission. We want to prioritize uh, access to interim measures for all those that are affected, be it by um, a correct water tankering services that is effectively and efficiently managed, um, standpipes, uh, jojo tanks, uh, and the like, and whatever other interim measures we can be able to source for communities who literally have no access to water. Uh, but in terms of the ability of seeing, um, you know, a quick turnaround time, that's going to be difficult. There's many um, stakeholders. It's actually going to be a multi-sectorial collaborative effort for us to be able to uh, achieve redress in achieving uh, access to water in the province. Um, so, I mean, the, the risk, of course, is that in two or three years you could be back again. Residents will be complaining to you. You'll have to hold another hearing. Um, your findings, are you able to make binding recommendations? I mean, are you able to actually order um, authorities to do this and to do that within a specified time frame? And I know in Northwest, for example, I think you've had similar investigations there. And uh, in places like Ditsobotla, you can tell a council to do almost anything and they probably can't do it because they have no capacity. And frankly, it seems no interest in getting that capacity. Well, I think some of our recommendations cover the challenges that were raised by municipalities. A key issue you've also touched on is the issue of funding and the inability to actually effect repairs and maintenance, which caused um, a great deal of collapse. So we speak to this in recommendations in our report. Um, in terms of the binding nature of our um, findings, the Commission does obviously consider it to be binding. We have had many successful investigative reports in the past, and you may recall one relating to oncology services in the province, where we had uh, been very instrumental in restoring the oncology provision um, in, in the province. There was a time where there was issues of tendering um, for the for the um, radiation machines in the province. Uh, there was a huge backlog that resulted in the provision of oncology service services, and the commission's investigative report and our close monitoring of our implementations and findings is what resulted in the re restoration of the oncology services. Um, so I, I think as the Commission, we feel strongly that the report is going to hold weight. Uh, sadly, though, we are still being inundated on a daily basis from complainants who are, and communities that are still having challenges with access to water. Um, and if necessary, the, cons the Commission will consider other measures, be it strategic impact litigation, um, or approaching the courts in any other manner. Um, so it, it is something that we will consider as we move forward. Paveshri Padiachi, thank you. The Acting Provincial Manager for the South African Human Rights Commission in KwaZulu-Natal.